Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. to the challenge all stars three wrap up podcast for episode eight i am brian cohen with me as always is my co-host alice you're Ali. how are you brian i'm gonna say what a lot of people are probably thinking when they listen to an episode of this podcast this go many ways. episode of the challenge would have been an incredible 15 minute episode <laughs> Could this podcast be a meeting or could it be a, an email? An email. Is what we're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode. Oh, my God. The, the action packed five minutes that this episode could have been distilled down to. I just love that. Every every week we learn more about the challenge medical crew. And some it's just it's so fascinating. There there needs to be like a full investigation into how we determine how people get, go home or not, because the Challenge Medical Crew is like truly one of the more schizophrenic groups that we have in our society. That, that feels like something you shouldn't have said, but we will press on. <laughs> I, I just, let, well, let's jump into it. Let's jump into two of the interesting five minutes of this episode. Veronica goes home for a broken toe. Uh, back in the day, my gymnastics days, you just tape the big guy to the guy next mm-hmm. to him and you keep going. I believe I was told many times you can't really do anything for a broken toe. Um, such that we we saw a preview of her falling down the stairs. Like we saw this at Chekhov's trip. Uh, and I, I don't think either of us mentioned it because it seemed no. so like innocuous and irrelevant. Um, no, totally undiscussed. Totally undiscussed. Um do you think that the rigidity in the medical crew in recent days, in recent times, mm-hmm. is due to it being all stars and then being older or that it not being a serious, like, is that what's happening? Or are we just in a new era where we have more concern for the general health and wellness of our reality TV contestants? I guess it, I feel like it has to be it's a different crew for all stars because it wasn't too long ago that Casey blew up her knee in a final and she was just allowed to continue like that. That was a season ago on challenge proper. So maybe they just have different medical crews on each of these shows and each of them make different determinations because for a broken toe, it's like, yeah, just I don't know. That's like a pain thing. What What more can you do to a toe? It's broken. But it's like, I see your example and I raise you big T. Big T was was cut open, right? Yeah, it was cut open, infection, something. There's there's something there. Yeah, I mean, and then it's like, well, Jay probably wants to have a word with Tommy, probably wants to have a word, you know, like the people who are allowed within literally within an inch of their lives to continue competing. 
probably probably have something to say about this. Yeah, Mikaro did a couple episodes with a full on cast on her arm, going way back when. But yeah, I um, I looked, I did look to the Twitter this week, and I have some tweets for later. But I, Veronica hasn't said anything. Like we record this Wednesday night, so I, I don't know what the rules are or the guidance is for the players to be contestants to be tweeting basically spoilers about the episode uh streaming is a new age but i i feel like there's more to the story not 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 like there's more to the story we missed part of her injury but maybe veronica's gonna be like yeah like the doctor was said i could lose the toe Mm -hmm. and then i'd never be able to walk again because your big toe matters you know like i have no idea but this seems bizarre yeah because you would think if there was like why not show that why not make veronica go out even more as like a fallen soldier near the near the end of like right before the final. Why not just be like lead, lead uh, bring on even thicker than it could have been? Just like oh, you broke your toe, you have to go. Home. Not that like uh, I, I or you or anyone would think like Veronica quitting is here. I, I don't think that's like obviously that's not happening. But just why not give her even more of a sad send off? I mean, can you get a sadder send off than TJ's? I believe like one of his first begging send off right. please yeah. please veronica please like she what else is she doing like and i don't mean that as a read like right of course veronica will be back yeah she's she found the love of her life here she has to like this is you know she wants to keep watching her uh on, on the big screen so she found the love of her life here i think that's a little bit of a stretch but i get it well they seem like they're in love i don't know I'll no drop no, the I, no, no i mean she didn't meet her on the challenge well because of the challenge because she's on tv I'm sure. Honestly, the, the person she, she the person she's dating seems super young. I think she probably knows her more from like Challenge All Stars than Challenge, you know, season. That's 15. insane. They've been together a year and a half. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the, the girl she's dating looks like she's like 23. I don't know. That okay. Well, it's late. <laughs> Be kind. Um, is it TJ's fault for asking her what a podiatrist specializes in? Now should we go back to the trivia questions and see what other things people were asked? Like what 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 else might pop up along the way? Is John A gonna have gas? Right, it's a good, it's a good question. <laughs> are the Beatles gonna is are the Beatles the song that's gonna keep someone out of the Upside Down? Is that what's gonna save them? I don't know. I got myself on that one. I won't even lie. <laughs> oh, um, well, you know what's really to me the interesting part. Um, and I'm now going to highlight the least interesting part about it is like not like she said TJ gave me bad juju like, during the challenge during trivia she said to TJ like don't jinx me so we really we saw like superstition but she was superstitious about the wrong part of the challenge right she's at least a little suspicious killing him tonight <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let's let's take it back a little bit. Um, you know, it's interesting because at watching this episode, I had like these takes and I was like, no one's going to believe me because the outcome is going to be revealed. This is the one time I'm happy for the to be continued because I can sort of say my thoughts without seeming results oriented, um, mm-hmm. even if I end up being wrong. I'd rather be wrong than seeming than seem like I'm results oriented. Uh, so Derek and Mark have the most concerning edit that you could possibly have in reality television at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, they are basically talking about how well things are going. I mean, they're like the guy on, on Whammy that is saying like, oh, I'm on the best run here. I don't even <laughs> see a Whammy on the board. I'm feeling I'm great. Let's, cute. Let's push it further. Yeah, not press, great. My lo- press your luck. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about, oh, I can play for the next 10 years. I'm showing everyone we can do. We're having such great seasons. This is so perfect. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that one of them didn't break their toe, honestly, with how, how well they were talking about each other. He's citing Whammy, the all-new Press Your Luck. Live. Um, yeah, no, it, it's like, to me, I'm watching this episode, and, and I said I think Derek's going to win the season. You said you think Mark's going to win the season last week. Watching this one scene, this is very There Can Only Be One vibes. And... Throughout the rest of the episode, while I thought Derek had the best episode he's ever had last week, to me, Derek got a little big for his britches this week. And I was like, oh, shoot. As we go on, the way he like talks about how he's going to win this challenge, he's had this best season. He's orchestrated one of the best moves. And like, I think his move against Jordan was great. But like, he's a little high on his own supply mm-hmm. in this episode. And I'm like, oh, no. Mark's safe. 
here comes Derek's downfall. That's what I'm predicting uh, for next week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for Derek to not be so high on his own supply because his supply has been that great this season. Like, it's, it's the good stuff. It's, you know, it's what you would want. So, yeah, I have uh, the good stuff, too, but you can't get high on your own supply, you know? No, you can't. You can't. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's hard for Derek because then, he, like, again, like he gets what he would want in an elimination setup. Uh, so, like, he... he it's hard. It's, it's like you don't want to like come across and like be so self-deprecating that you're like come across, you know, like not confident in yourself. But then you don't want to come across too confident in yourself that you're a cocky. It's like Derek really. He's he's walking that tightrope that you know if he comes out on top, it's it's like you know he really is sailing off into the sunset with a great win. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough because things are looking really great, but also could uh, fall flat on his face. I thought this episode was a turn was a downturn. I'm sad to say it. Uh, still a great season regardless of the outcome next week. Um no shame if he goes out to Nehemiah and pull Russell. Um but it's interesting you say that he has the ideal outcome. I think this is one of the worst outcomes for Derek and it's you know we're frustrated all season about not knowing if the stars are worth really putting your game on the line for. But I think this week showed the stars at their full potential which is like you want to play the game where you're getting the most stars, but you're not the biggest target at the end because of your stars. I'm curious to know from you, like I think Derek would probably be the number one target here to go into elimination with or without the stars. Um, So like all like with Mark winning just based off like a lion str- and final well, threat. He's like the like smallest. If- Everybody is a fucking behemoth in the end of this now. And Derek is like the smallest guy who's the weakest of puzzles. So I'm throwing him in. I, I'm still afraid to face Derek, but I don't. I think his stars are a little bit of an added reason to throw him in. Maybe I'm. Yeah, it, I'm just underselling. Yeah, Derek. I mean it's probably the cherry on top, and then it's like Wes and Nehemiah would never call out each other. Mark and Derek would never call each other. It seemed like Brad wouldn't call out the other two of them. So it does seem like one of Wes and Nehemiah were a hundred percent going into this elimination no matter what and then one of Derek, Mark, or Brad would go in and just based off size, Derek would be the more likely pick Um, so yeah, it seemed like no matter what, Derek would probably go in but then it just you know, if there's any doubt because of his stars, it puts him over the top but it was fun for me to see them scramble over the stars, like I I think this was the best (laughs) It was last week was Derek's best episode this week was the stars best episode yeah Winner of the week stars for sure. Uh, but would you still, do you still like the mystery of it? Like, wouldn't you, do you, do you like that they don't really know what it means? Or would you like to know, okay, the stars mean this and they're making the decision. Okay. Is it worth having seven sabotages in a final or is it worth having a five minute lead in the final to go in? Or is it like worth the mystery box of it all? So I guess like I, I mean, for the whole season's sake, I would rather know what the stars are, but assuming that the stars are not going to be worth that much because they never are to me, like the little sabos and whatnot. I mean, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, Like, I, I don't actually think. Wes cared about the stars. I was gonna ask you this later. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, but like, I don't think the stars, whether they knew what they were or the mystery is actually really moving the needle in any way is like the larger point I'm trying to make. Like, I don't think Derek is going in because of his stars and I don't think Wes is considering throwing himself in for the stars. Mm. I think Wes knows there's no world he's getting thrown in so he can make entertainment. They have this little bananas moment. Like it was all sort of to me predetermined. Like in what world were, was Mark going to put Wes in? Because he volunteered to what consequence to Mark? Like Mark's not trying to avoid blood on his hands. Yeah. I mean, I could see it being for in terms of West for theater, but without the star component there, there would be no, but he's not like, going to get thrown in. West. Well, but he's puffing his chest. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, I want the stars or I want to be thrown in. I want to have this as banana says, you want to have this big moment. You want to prove a point, whatever. And then there's a reward at the end. But West has to know there's no world that he's going to get thrown in here. Yeah, probably not. But th- there wouldn't be a world where he would even go through a facade of wanting to be thrown I'm in if there was throw a star me in, thing. I want to protect Nehemiah and Brad. Same, same thing. 
Like, I just think yeah. he knows there's no world. This is how there was much ado about nothing to me. And that's what I think the stars are going to turn out to be. But question about the stars. I'm really going to be all over the place. It's late. No, I'm flying by, this, I'm flying this, by no one went home this week in elimination. So we could be all over the place. So I love how we say this. Like, we're not always all over the place. Um, <laughs> here's the interesting thing to me. Uh, Veronica shuffles off. And her star is now up for grabs for the women for the challenge. Yep. Is this an indication? Can we read anything about the the meaning of the stars from this? In that, is it more of an indication that number of stars matter versus being the first place most stars, second place most stars? Does that make sense? Like, is it more likely that it's something like Wes is saying where you have seven bombs, bananas, sabos, whatever? or Am I making any sense here? So quantity seems so. to matter because what happened to Tina stars? No one gave a shit about Tina stars. Right. So maybe a question. I pulled the question from Tori. She says, what if the stars are like a menu where two stars could buy you a certain amount of like, Oh, he, her example is two stars could buy you a one minute lead. Three stars can give you a weight to an opponent. Like each star can give you a different thing based off how much you have them. So maybe they already, have a menu quote unquote set for the final and they need this other star in the mix to like balance things out or, or whoever it might be rather than just letting it go by the wayside. Do we know um account for the women of who has how many stars? So I believe John A has five. I believe Naya has two. Kellyanne, I think Kayla just has the one, right? Because I don't think she's ever been in elimination. And then... And neither has Kellyanne, I don't think. Right, because I think she was going to, but then they canceled it. Or was that Kendall? I think it might have been Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea about the menu. And I think think the fact that they're introducing another star to me reads as it's something about the quantity versus... The first, you know, if you have the first most stars, you're going to get a two minute head start. I think it's got to translate or they're not putting this in. What do you think about the slight unfairness that you do not, no one's going to get a chance to win, to steal, sorry, no one's going to get a chance to steal the star of the winner. So in this case, it's John A. She's going to get a star. This is now the only star that you can earn that then can't be stolen in an elimination because it's the last one. Uh, eh, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's, it has to end at some point, right? Like at some point, the musical chairs game has to end and it's. Yeah, but then those last it. two people are in the toss up. Like that elimination is like, those are the stars for, up for right. grabs. This is like a star you get another way. I also don't care, frankly, but it is a slight unfairness. Are you also, I mean, I guess we don't, I think we 100% know based off the preview, but are you surprised that we're even having a female elimination this week? Oh. Interesting. Because we're about to be uneven going to the final, which is like super weird to do. Of all the times to make sure we're balanced, you would think you'd want to have an even number of men and women going to the final. And it seems like there might be some pairing off in the final, unless people are just oddly running at the same pace during some of the checkpoints. But why wouldn't they skip this? I mean, I guess you don't want to skip the last week for like the dramatics of it, but of all the weeks to make sure you're even, it's for the final, no? You know, it's interesting because I kind of felt as they went into the elimination, they were really hyping up the possibility of a Wes versus Derek elimination or who's Derek going to pick. But like I would was really interested in the Kayla Kellyanne battle. So I guess you're saying because we see we saw clips of it. So there's no way that yeah, we saw a clip of them about to like square off. Unless it was like unless that's like all the rules and like they're about to square off and then it's like, ah, just getting your both. It might might be if only because they're really they were not to me. That's one of the better eliminations we've had all season. Kellyanne versus Kayla. And they were not hyping this up at all in during the episode. That's why it was hard for me to even get into like the decision of who John A should throw in and who they should pick because I was almost I was like ninety nine percent convinced we would get to the final. I'll get to the elimination, and TJ would say because Veronica went home, you know, lucky break, you women are all in the final, something like that. Like I, I, I was not invested in it at all because I just I didn't think we would actually have this elimination. 
I don't think that's impossible because I think even if they weren't paired at the final, it just isn't a good look. Like it's not, it's almost like the UK, I must say the UK versus the world. That's like, mm-hmm. uh, is that drag race? Anyway, um, it, it's like, it's almost like the US versus UK season where like the teams were so uneven and that's happened many times. Like it doesn't look as neat. Like, and it's one thing if that's the format of the season, it's another to have like arbitrarily four men running right. and three women running. Yeah, it really throws off the aesthetics. Like it's like balance it out. We need like a clean first, second, third, fourth, or if they want to have four. I mean, unless they have like they cut a man during the beginning portion and they just like don't cut the woman now because they just like skip that. But again, aesthetically, please, even numbers in the final. I think you were saying I'm aesthetically pleased. I was like, oh, okay, good for you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I do love that um, Wes used, I believe, the same analogy we did about the uh, uh, stars potentially turning into Mario Kart shells. Uh, during the final. Yes. I did appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, that I, he also tweeted like some gif of him with his like face on a Mario Kart <laughs> car. Uh, but the other like bigger storyline this episode, and again, I, the reason I complained about the episode at the beginning is like really because there were like four key moments and then they were stretched across like we get it and I's upset Jordan's gone. Like I don't need this like whole arc. Um, Naya mourning the loss of Jordan. I really think Nehemiah could have like a motivational clothing line based mm-hmm. on the line. Like be your own. Why be yeah, the no, why? It's a great. It's a great phrase. I would, I would buy one of those t-shirts, be your why, um, whatever he wants to turn it into. We put it like a King's palace logo on the back too. like be your own King, be your why, like combine it all. I don't know what you need, like something like that. Um, but it's great. He's great. Naya. I mean, it was surprising to see her on the cast, but like when Nia's in the mix, you think she would at least be entertaining through the season. She, I mean, what a bust she's been. <laughs> she like didn't really win much. She wasn't involved in anything. She wasn't involved in any strategic conversations, dramatic conversations. Again, she quits in this. She doesn't do this challenge. Um, she threatens oddly that it was like a commercial break teaser of her. Maybe just threatening to quit the entire show. Uh, I mean, if we're going to bring Nia back, like have her bring something to the table here. Not me about to defend Nia, but I I think I agree with everything you're saying. First off, I think like this was a very weird episode where I'm not quite sure where her depression about Jordan leaving uh, ends and her fear of the helicopter challenge begins. Like, how much of this, like, they made it seem like she's just giving up on the challenge. She's sad Jordan's gone when this was quite a terrifying challenge. Like, I didn't think this was, if anything, I thought it was more justified to not do this one than to not do the math puzzle that, like, Darrell doesn't do over the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I found it surprising that the edit was like, oh, this is so pathetic that she's not doing it. 
Joe, she's just sad that Jordan's not here. She has no internal motivation. Like, she might be legitimately terrified. And, and like, I'm, I'm kind of not quite sure what the answer is. So I don't, maybe it was all about Jordan. Like, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I, yeah, also, I mean, I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm sure, I'm sure there was, I'm sure it was legitimate. I'm sure. Or maybe in the back of her head, she was thinking like what I was thinking, like, oh, Veronica just went home. This challenge means nothing. So I, I won't even have to try. There is no female elimination this week. I could, uh, I could sit it out, but I, I mean, I'm sure there was some fear. It's just like, I mean, come on. It's like the last challenge. Like she's done other height stuff. Um, she says she's a, a, a stewardess on like a plane. I know it's like a different thing, but like you're still up in the air. I don't know. I mean, it's completely different. It's like, I'm afraid of heights, but I'm not afraid when I'm in an airplane. Like that's, that's like a well-known thing. Like that's, that's well-known, but I don't mean to be like, that's wrong, but like, that's, I'm afraid of heights. And like, that's a very common, it is different. Um, but I also thought there was like a very clear, but unclear subtext in the way she was talking about, like, I'm only here because Jordan said we're going to do this together and we did the work and I hated him and I wish death upon him. And now like we've worked together and I agreed to come here like with him. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have like a 10 minute offline conversation with Naya, honestly, like, cause this felt very like, being on the show in the past has like ruined my life justifiably, you know? And mm-hmm. like, we were doing this to like redeem our image together. And now I'm like alone and I'm like afraid to like do anything. And yeah. I'm just maybe imposing yeah. what I would think. But like, I just felt like the way she was talking about it was not so much like I've lost my like romantic lead. It's like, I've like lost the person who's going to be like looking out for like, are we doing mm-hmm. this right? Right. I yeah I read it as like Naya like Jordan had to convince Naya to come on it was like almost like the show was like look Jordan we can't really bring you on yourself you need to like show you made amends with Naya so we can bring you on together and then Jordan convinced Naya like I really want to do this please come on with me she like agreed to do it and now she's like stuck here doing it without exactly exactly and frankly Jordan had a lot more to gain from from Naya than Naya has to gain from Jordan yeah Especially for this show, like obviously, like monetarily wise, for sure. I mean, Jordan, you know, he can win a couple million dollars over the next few years if he keeps doing these. Um, so yeah, he definitely would want to keep doing it. Um, what do you think of this challenge? Now that I'm going to try to stop derailing us, yeah, it's pretty similar. I feel like they've now done this. This has almost become a, a staple of the challenge of like you're in a helicopter or a plane or something, and you have to look over. Uh, to memorize a puzzle and then jump in and 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 then solve it. Um, I like it. You know, it's it's fine. It's you know, it's a classic challenge daily to do. So I liked it. Yeah, I like the concept of like you don't have to get it right. You lock in, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. And like you, you know, it's yep. a little tortoise in the hairy. Like we see John A. Like taking forever on the swim, but she still wins because she gets it right. Um, I like that sort of cost benefit analysis there. Didn't need to see it 15 times. I got very sure. bored after the, the second heat. Yeah. Great, great line. Again, the, the cocky John A plays well. I don't know who she went with. I think it was, it might've been Wes, but like Wes was like asking John A like, Oh, how many do you think you did? And she's like, Oh, yeah. I got the whole thing. Like, no problem. I got the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, love that from John A. Um, one last thing I wanted to say about the Veronica um, piece is is not only how it affects Veronica's game, and Veronica played a really great game this season, is how it affects Kayla. Because the, the whole story of the season is like the treehouse is domination. The treehouse, the treehouse, the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Sylvia, Ronnie, and now Veronica fall. And Kayla is in, is vulnerable basically for the first time this game. Um, aside from when Kellyanne was in power and it's interesting because I was, I wasn't thrilled to see Veronica go, but I think we've been talking about it and it's like, I'm always looking for the upset of the huge majority Alliance, no matter who's in it. But I did find myself feeling bad for Kayla where you want to see it. You want to see like the downfall of the, the people in power. But when you play such a commanding, dominant, great game, to then have like on a technicality, it like potentially ripped away from you. I mm-hmm. like did feel bad for Kayla. Yeah, I feel bad because you want to see them. You want to see the underdog triumph 
in some regard, but you kind of want to see it at like the big stage, like to have the possibly the final with no one from the treehouse feels very uh, anticlimactic for this season with how much they dominated really from episode one through episode seven and not to have none of them in the final feels lame for how this is going to play out. Like I feel one of them, like either Kayla or Sylvia needed to be a strong representative in the final. And then if they could power through to the win and what a great season they played, or if someone could then overcome in and beat them, you know, that's a great story too, but none of them in the mix. Uh, it, it feels like it's going to fall flat. Yeah. I, I think to your point, like I want to see the underdogs best, the people in the treehouse, And I agree that I think someone should be in the, someone from the treehouse deserves to be in the final, but if none of them were, I'd be fine. If the underdogs got together and actually like made a move. But to just have like Veronica trip and then their whole game falls apart right. feels like not as satisfying as like a true underdog victory. Right. Right. Or if like one of them, like someone from like if, you know, Kelly Ann just went like on a rampage and won like four straight eliminations. Like there was no like, oh, wow. They like it's kind of like surprising right, to look right. around and be like, oh, wait, they're they're all gone. Like, how did that even happen? Right. Right. Totally. Um, I do want to highlight Brad's. I thought incredible dad speech to Naya to like even get her in the helicopter. I thought that was like a really, you know, really demonstrated some growth from Brad. Like we got to see like mm-hmm. calm Brad, uh, you know, giving just a great pep talk. Yeah. It, it's been, you know, I think like we talked about it all season. They've all been very supportive of each other. Even like during the dailies, like everyone's rooting for each other. They all you know. Great job, Johnny. Great job. Wes. Like all, they're all rooting for each other. It's all been very positive vibes. Like I, there, has there really been one blow up fight through this season? Like it's all been like very happy go lucky uh, stuff going on. Yeah, the one thing that I think this episode exemplified is like, you know, there was a lot of like kind of like mean girl shit, for lack of a better word, with Kendall and Kellyanne. And I think mm-hmm. like the conversation with John A and Kayla, not to be on my high horse about it, because I've definitely been a part of these conversations for sure, but like Kayla and John A talking about Kellyanne here is like like unnecessarily like mean you know like oh she hasn't done yoga since since kendall mm-hmm. left now all of a sudden she's doing yoga like, uh, it's like we're adults like you know but right. i'd participate in it if i were there but like seeing it on screen mm-hmm. is like oh, that's a little sure. ugly sure but of all the things that have gone down in in challenge houses oh, that's you sure. know, a two out of ten on the scale well speaking of two out of ten let's talk about nehemiah's journey like i think we've talked about him laying low this season but he's really giving you like the epitome of like, well, if this is a strategy, then tell us. And he is like, he's giving great confessionals of like, here's how I'm systematically attacking this season. Wait, so are you buying that? He has purposely not put himself in the authority. Cause I gave him credit last week for how, like, I think we both did about how he stayed calm and not got in like Derek's face. And that, that was, you know, that was very good. But to come here, episode eight through the whole season and be like, I purposely didn't get into the authority. I, I call BS on that one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a little fits the narrative too much. Like you're in the confessional yeah. and you're like, well, I could say this. I mean, Taking half the season, like if you finish I'm... top three, you could make it. Like you could, you know, trip and fall and finish third in some of these challenges. So to be like, oh, I purposely avoided it. Like, eh, maybe not. No, no, that's a great point. But just generally, I think like he has had a history of getting in the scuffle and the like scuffle, like whatever shuffle, who cares? Um, and I think he has like, he's zagged where he would have zigged in the past. And that's really hard to do to like, come back and change your game. Um, from a Nehemiah fan perspective, I'm proud of him. I think he's in a really good position. Granted he's in the last elimination, but like, there was a really good chance he wouldn't have ended up in the last elimination. So I think he's played mm-hmm. a great game from a fan of the show and Nehemiah perspective. Like I don't want to see a muted Nehemiah. I want right. to see Nehemiah giving us a hundred percent facing to camera Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for this season, socially, he was, you know, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, but last season he was a 10 out of 10 just character wise. And right. for us selfishly, you know, we want the character version, but for him actually, well, he may end up, you know, doing better for last season than he might do for this season. So maybe do the character version. Uh, but for our entertainment purposes, definitely last season was much better. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we've both um, 
speculated that maybe it's Derek's season or you said it's Mark's season. Have we been sleeping on the fact that it might be Brad's season? It, it easily could be. I mean, I, I, someone said like, uh, oh, Brad's like really good at all this stuff. And he really is. Like, I think Brad's uh, been at, he's been at least, I know he's won at least two individual authorities on his own. He's, I'm sure he was in a couple of them to start the season. So he's been great. Um, it just seems like for Brad, something just always really goes wrong in these finals. Like he's someone that has should have won multiple seasons already. And like something just weirdly happens to him that it just doesn't work out. So I don't know what type of hex he has on him, but if he can overcome that, then yeah, he could absolutely win this season. I haven't like, I would say 75% of his edit has been great. And 25% of his edit has been dopey. Like, Everybody announcing that Brad has the piece in the wrong spot. We later find out that only two of the men got it correct. So like, it's not like everyone got it right and Brad got it wrong. So it's like, but Brad's always getting shown bumbling it. If he, if someone's bumbling it and like, again, the scene with him with Wes wasn't really built as like, wow, what a masterful, like strategic move from Brad. It looked a little bit like scared, honestly. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think Brad's done well, but I don't think it's enough. Like, I don't think that's not to be a winner's editor edit E about it, but I don't know that it's, it's in the cards for him. Yeah. I mean, just comparatively, I feel like MJ had much more of a story last season than, than Brad. I feel like the uh, Derek or uh, Mark would definitely fit more of the MJ mold that we saw uh, for last season. Um, and then just, you know, like, like Wes is also, he's just had a very odd edit. Um, like coming out super hot out of the gates, but then like, like you said, doing a lot of things that may have just been for show, um, kind of avoided having a target on his back, putting a target on his back. He's he's just had an odd season, but I mean, you can never count Wes out in, in a final for sure. But it's just edit wise, it's been a little a little odd. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I have so many questions later about the West thing. I want to get to, but. They're later in my notes, if I'm if I'm being honest, <laughs> I sure. can't jump around. Um, so so Mark wins. TJ did not want to be hugged by Mark, which surprised me. Yeah, you would think of all the people to hug. I mean, the Godfather himself. Like, is he like got a Howie Mandel thing? <laughs> Maybe he is. I feel like he does do a lot of fist bumps, TJ. <laughs> um, to look back, if he's a big handshake guy. Um, yeah, keep us posted on that. Um, and then Janae and Kellyanne are the top two for the women, but Kellyanne, Chekhov's red line. We did mm-hmm. get a weird instruction about the red line. Kellyanne did her entire puzzle 90 degrees off, and Janae wins uh, as a result. I mean, look, Kellyanne has struggled with puzzles, but the fact that she did whatever puzzle she was trying to do fully correct, like, Good for her. That's a great sign for her if she can make the final, if she can like do the puzzle. Now just follow the instructions. So like the first step is, you know, memorizing and doing it. And she can do it. So that's that's a great step. <laughs> it's a good spin. A ninety yeah. degree spin. Yeah. Um PR so- PR move over here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So as we said, John A is now, will have five stars getting Veronica star. Um, and if you're interested in giving us five stars, you could do so at RobinsWebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. How about that? That was, that was, that was impressive. <laughs> um, let's talk about Naya's inner Sabo though. Like they said, no more Sabos this season. Incorrect. Uh, the inner saboteur, as RuPaul says, plagues Naya. Do you feel any sympathy for her as she goes through the like 
I'm not going to win. I'm not good enough. Uh, I haven't seen this much self-doubt on a season of the challenge, maybe ever, or at least not that I can remember. A little sympathy, but like you could, I, I would feel sympathy if she didn't start dropping the Q word in the conversation. Once you'd be like, I'm, maybe I should leave and quit. Like, it kind of goes away. Like if you're having like the self doubts, like that's fine. You know, something everyone needs like a a pep talk to build yourself back up. But this close to the final, you start talking about quitting. No, just I no. There's no. There's no uh, sympathy there. If you're John A, who are you putting in here? So I don't think there's really a wrong answer because I think for all three of them, they present different. Um, threats to Johnny in the final. I feel like for her, she should... I feel like Naya would be the worst pick of the three because I think even Naya admitted here that she's actually never ran a final. Uh, I like that we got that on the record. So I, I think she would be the worst pick and you would want to go uh, with a Kellyanne or uh, a Kayla. And I I feel like w- even with Kellyanne's uh, strong endurance still, she's Still has a little bit of hiccup with puzzles, although Kayla does too. So I think going with either of them, you can't go wrong. And I think Kayla is a, is a fine pick here. But I, I think you go Kayla or Kellyanne here, definitely. I See, I think you go Kellyanne solely because she's kooky enough to pick Kayla, potentially. And the biggest thing you want is Nia not in the elimination. And I know it ends up being that Kayla picks Kellyanne because Nia's size ends up being a clear advantage, so no one would have picked her. But if you're blind to the elimination, what it is, like, you need Naya to stay there of of the three. Like, you don't want Naya going into the elimination if you could help it. So I think Kellyanne is, is like, I play a fair game enough to be like, Kayla, we've been going at each other all season. I'm going to pick you, like, almost regardless of what the elimination is. What did you make of none of them really making any sort of pitch to stay out. It seemed like everyone made a pitch either to go in so they could pick their opponent or Kayla was just like, it's okay either way. Like whatever you want to do. There was no real hard sell. I don't know what you could offer at this stage in the game, but there was real, no hard sell to try to avoid it. Or maybe you shouldn't avoid it. Should you want to go in in this spot? That way you just get to pick your opponent. Yeah. I think that they, at this time, if if your odds are 50, 50 of going in, then you'd rather be in your be picking your opponent. So it didn't surprise me that the women were doing that. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if Kayla could have made the pitch I just made, which is like Kellyanne's crazy enough to pick me. So take that shot, put her in. Right. Versus putting me in and then I'll pick Naya and I'll take Naya out. And then you'll have to go against a stronger final. I don't know if that's better, but. I still think you'd rather be able to pick your opponent. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think having that advantage of, especially with such a clear difference between like Anaya or Kellyanne that I feel like you have very different skill sets that for someone like Kayla, knowing what it is really would play a factor uh, on who you might want to be picking. And the lines were so strictly drawn this season. Like I really didn't believe John a being like, Oh, I'm giving Kayla the biggest advantage. Like, like I think Brad really to his credit is like the only person who really successfully played both sides of the house that we saw in terms of like, he seems completely protected no matter who won this challenge. Yeah. It was weird though. Johnny, like she was never in the trip, but we saw hints of her wanting to be with the tree house. So I feel like she, in her mind, she wasn't as out of the tree house as the edit or the show made it, or maybe as she really was. Like it seemed like she thought she was, on the fringe of it. So like helping Kayla out here, I think in her mind is almost like, isn't as outlandish as it might seem to everyone else. No, but like, didn't she see like Ronnie going for her or like some people going for her in the ring toss game? Like, I feel like we've got some confessionals where she's like, I guess I'm not in this group. Like I, I think I would expect a little bit more like social awareness from John a given that she's such a beast at the social game. Mm hmm. Um, that she'd like try to get something else going, but like, look, it worked for her. So maybe it is like playing right. the fringe of that was enough. Who am I right. to say? Um, and then what about for the men? Yeah. So for, for Mark, obviously, like he said, he's not, I mean, the decision here is like, do you throw in Derek to let him pick or do you put in Nehemiah and just hope it is something that Derek would be better than Nehemiah, at? which I don't know what it would be 
be bad for Derek to be against Nehemiah in really. So I think he could have just thrown in Nehemiah and then let Nehemiah pick Derek. But I guess just in the off chance, Derek wants to go a different route, give him the choice. Cause it, it seemed like it would be Derek Nehemiah like 95 times out of a hundred. I agree. And I think giving Derek the edge that in the event that he feels like he wants to pick anybody else. Okay. And also like, you're still giving Nehemiah a 10% safety thought that like, well, maybe he'll pick Wes. And like, there is something I think mentally different between, I know I'm going in and I think I'm going in, but maybe there's a chance I won't. And you like keep Nehemiah on edge in that way. Right. And honestly, with the way this, what this elimination was with what Derek and Wes's history is with this one, this was like, I, I thought there was a chance Derek would pick Wes here for like the showmanship of it. Like Derek's very prideful. He wants to uh, show himself off as a very uh, physical player and all that. I thought there was a chance that Derek would try to go out West here. I think he made the, the, the smarter move, um, but I did think there was a chance he would go after Wes. I appreciated that Derek said, well, I would love to do this. I need to win, and this is my worst chance to win if I do this. I'm glad that he didn't give us some lip service of like, well, uh, you know, Nehemiah really is the better overall player, and I want right. to go against the best. Of, oh, blah, blah. I just strategically, insane thing to say to Nehemiah before he goes in against you, say mm-hmm. that to us in the confessional. Sure. I, I did get a chuckle out of the two flashbacks where we see Derek and Nehemiah throwing like rogue votes against each other from, you know, last year. And then 50 or 16 years ago, <laughs> Derek, and, Derek and Wes in, in elimination is also like the two things top of mind. Um, just to really highlight the, the age of the show. Uh, I did get a chuckle out of me. Should Derek have given Brad a taste of his own medicine of like, you know, I've gone in, Mark's gone in, we've saved your butt a million times, and we really think it's your turn to to get it done for us, Brad. So before, before like, for yeah, the yeah, nomination. In, in lieu yeah. of, like, is there a way Derek could have saved himself from going in at all by giving him the old, you know, we've had your back and now you need to have ours. Has Brad not been in one this year? I thought he's won one. Am I making that up in my head? He didn't go in when Wes went in. Maybe he hasn't. Then yeah, I think that is a story you could push. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it would take a lot for Brad to accept it uh, in this spot um, with ever with what everyone's playing for, for like their family and to help their lives. Like I don't, I don't think it would work, but. Of all the people, like these, this is the group of people where you could try to push that and make that make that stick. So if Derek wanted to try desperately to stay out, like that is the play. And I'm only saying it because Brad did it to Wes. Or like, where's Wes being like, all right, I proved my loyalty to you. Now it's your turn. Because I do, that like moment doesn't sit well with me. And again, if, if Brad were like, I'm going to play Wes like a fiddle and have him go in so I don't have to go in by guilting him. I'd have more respect for the move. I just think, again, I don't buy into someone's like fake morality compass of like, well, you really owe this to me because I just don't want to go in and I'm never going to pay you back for this. And I'm not going to pay the people protecting me back at all. Yeah. I mean, that that whole thing with Wes earlier in the season was super bizarre. Um, it really just like stands out as like, I don't, I don't know what really went down there, but I feel like there was more to the story than they're even letting on. Speaking of bizarre, were uh, <laughs> you excited to hear from Bananas or see his butt cheeks? Yeah, that was super weird. Um, that was very <laughs> bizarre. Uh, I do. I mean, the the guy has a podcast. Like, whip out the mic for Christ's sake, or like, where's the producers <laughs> to be like, get the the AirPods out of your head and get your you know podcasting mic because it, it needed subtitles with how bad the connection was. <laughs> Uh, and completely useless. I mean, it, it didn't didn't matter. Um, which kind of leads me to what you were saying that this whole West thing was just for show, just so they can have this scene. Because like, even what Banana said, like, offered nothing. He was like, "You could do it, or you cannot." Which is kind of all he said. Bananas would never do this. 
Bananas would not throw himself in in this situation to get these stars that he doesn't know about. No, Bananas' big thing was always like, you do what you do to stay out of elimination. That That's his thing. That's why he would always relentlessly mock Jordan for what he did uh, with the draw. Like, you do not go into elimination purposely outside of extreme, extreme situations. This was theater. This was never mattering. Wes did not give a shit about Bananas' opinion. There was no world that this was even an option to Wes. It was fun. Like, you know, but like in terms of the game, it, this mm-hmm. is so irrelevant. And like, yeah, I thought it was almost like mocking the audience. <laughs> I did. And like, speaking of mocking the audience, how about, or maybe he was just trying to mock Kim subtly. And Wes was like, if you don't know who he is, like if you're watching Challenge All-Stars, I mean, you know, you know who he is. So I don't know why that was said or included. I don't know if it was a West subtle shot at him for some reason, but uh, that was very funny. Yeah, no, that did make me laugh. I guess there is a world where people are just watching Challenge All-Stars and then he's not appeared on the season. Yeah, I mean, that would be incredible. Like if you're if you're watching All-Stars and also listening to this and don't and did not know who he was, please, I, I will file I, I, whatever you want. I will. I want to know who you are because you were an incredible person. Um, and then the deliberation I thought was much to do about nothing way too long to set up everything we just watched. And it ends up being um, Derek and Kayla going in. Yep. No, no real surprise. No real surprise. Um, all right. So were you excited to see Paul Russell? Very excited. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great way to end. Uh, I have the final elimination. Um, I thought TJ was trying to pull like a rope a dope with uh, <laughs> when he's like, "Oh, this is called light my fire." I thought it was like not going to be straight pole wrestle. But Same. It was I was little- like, "Jesus Christ!" We saw the whole right. throwback clip. Um, but like, I even like this twist a little bit better that it's not just rip the pole out of the person's hands. You have to do something else, so it gives the other person a chance to recover. Um, I do worry about the idea of four hands going into a ball of fire. <laughs> Uh, violently. I hope, you know, nothing happens there, but uh, after you rip the pole out, you have to light it on fire um, to win. I, was, I don't, also don't like it just one round. I, I always love the idea of two out of three. I wish it could be that, but it's just one round. I agree with everything you said. I, I do think it's you know, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow, next week. Time will tell. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe it is tomorrow. Um, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that it's almost like um, hall brawl where like once you get once you rip the pole from that person that person's so exhausted that they're not going to be able to chase after you tackle you and re-engage uh, before you get to the ball uh, the ball of fire with your momentum but we'll see I'd be happy to be proven wrong I agree I think it needs to be two out of three not only because some people have much more experience with this but like I like the idea that a person gets time to like learn the opponent learn how it goes and like we've had some really exciting two out of three matches so i don't know why we're getting rid Mm -hmm. of that and it's like it's not like some other elimination where it's like so hard to like reset like you could easily reset and do two out of three like there would no extra effort from from production to do it so well you'd have to unchar the rope (laughs) of course of course I have some tweets. Surprised there's no like explosion after you light the fire i feel like we're missing that right maybe there will be they would do right um, I'm fine without more pyrotechnics, but you know, <laughs> I, I've complained before. It's uh, it's I'm not I'm not getting anything done here. I, I have a feeling uh, the challenge CBS is the the pyrotechnics budget is going to be through the roof. I feel like they're going to do what they did on like challenge 37 and like blow it out of the water for like the CBS you know primetime show. It's going to be all over the place. Here for it. I, I'm not approaching that as the challenge, so that's fine. <laughs> Uh, I have some tweets. I, I thought some stuff happened this week that I wanted to see if there was anything going on on Twitter. And, you know, only a few people have already tweeted about the episode. As I said, Veronica at the time of recording had not tweeted. Uh, Wes said some pretty intense stuff as Nehemiah was going into the elimination. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> F him up. He won't have a family when he gets back. Okay. Which doesn't make sense, honestly. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Uh, so Wes says, I would like to apologize to uh, Derek MTV retelling Nehemiah to fuck him up. I thought I was going in and adrenaline was pumping, but I believe that particular series of shit talking crossed the line. And I'm sorry to him and his family. Public mistakes require public apologies. Hmm. 
that was very nice of him. But yeah, it was more so it just didn't make any sense. Um, because yeah, but it good for him for apologizing. Um, and then. Naya had some stuff to say. So she said, y'all, that helicopter challenge was impossible for me, SMH. I commend all the other players who actually jumped. I took myself on a helicopter ride a few months ago in Hawaii and had the best time. Zero fear. So now I know it's just the dangling out of one that terrifies me. Single tear smile emoji. Disgruntled emoji. Um, Which I felt a little disgruntled because I was like, all right, so now you're going on a helicopter. Like, that didn't make me feel better, but I guess good for her. Yeah, honestly, I feel like going on like a regular helicopter ride is actually far more dangerous than doing that. Yes, um, agreed. So kind of crazy. Um, and then I said, also, did I cry in every single episode this season? Meh emoji, crying emoji, facepalm emoji. Y'all, I was struggling emotionally even before I arrived. Panama, seasonal depression, social awkwardness of being filmed. No idea why. Plus being a crybaby in general. Had me looking super soft. LMAO. Okay. Seasonal depression. Is it warm there? <laughs> and the challenge has been renewed for season 38 and 39 per Emily Longaretta. Uh, we knew 38 was coming, but maybe everyone knew that. I don't know. There's an article published today. It would be pretty iconic if it didn't make it to 40. They're like, eh, 39 is enough. We'll, we'll tap out here. I mean, will we make it to 40? That's the question. Mm. <laughs> When will, when will 39 even be? I mean, 38 is, you know, a long ways away. 39 might be, not be till uh, end of next year. Um, Speaking of end of the year, I feel like the end of last year is last time we got a five-star review. What the hell? Womp womp. We're here. We're tired. We're doing it. <laughs> We're trying. We're here Wednesday nights. Talking about... I, next week's the last week, right? It certainly seems like it. I was convinced IMDb finally updated their list of episodes to include episode nine. They have not included an episode 10. Um, so unless the final is like two parts, which also has not, I don't think done. Um, I would imagine that uh, it is the final next week. And I don't think they've ever had a reunion. So I don't think there'll be a reunion next week or the week after. Um, so yeah, I think next week is the finale. I think that makes sense because it'll be the week before CBS airs. Not that, as you said, they've had great synergy in the past, but it seems to make sense. It stands to reason. It does. It would make sense. Can't believe we did 52 minutes on this episode, Brian. I thought we were going to be in and out in 20. Well, that's what we do. We stretch things out. That's what we do. Stretch things out? Stretch. Stretch. I'm stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You can... Subscribe, robswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, Cohen Brian underscore. Uh, what can they follow you on? You can follow me at Last Tweets. We'll be back next week for episode nine, the final, and then challenge CBS the week after July 6th. Maybe something else popping up soon. Plug it. We're doing it. Okay. Well, I don't know. You never know what might happen. But yes, we'll uh, preview the challenge CBS with. Uh, someone who just did not make the cast of the Challenge CVS, Mr. Rob Cicernino, will get his thoughts on the Survivor, Big Brother, and all the other people that'll be on the show. Looking forward to it. There you go. Until then, have a good one. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 